Welcome back to another episode of Sketch Nerds, where we break down sketch comedy. What works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like, and why. Today, we are going to be discussing sketches from Tim Robinson's episode of Netflix's The Characters and In Living Color. You can find information about this podcast, as well as the sketches we are going to be discussing, at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds. Joining me, as always, it's Julian Morgan, our other co-host today, Layla Dreesey. I got it right. I got it wrong in the past, but I got it right this time. I've only known her for like three years. I know, but it's (laughs) It's tricky. We're not doing this one again. We've already done this bit. Um, I'm Andy Weld, and today we have as our guests, Kelsey Sweeney and Alan Engel of Designer Breeds. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is really exciting. I'm glad it's exciting for you. Uh, so I, <laughs> okay. It's exciting for us too. No, I mean, it's exciting for all of us. I mean, of course it is. When, when, when we get you. groups, I always want to ask, like, how do you guys like come up with your name, like your group name? Um, we were on my roof. I had a really dope roof patio. Um, and Damn. we were just, yeah, that's that's the plug for my roof here. <laughs> um, we were just, yeah, spitballing ideas for names, and it just came up, and I latched on to it because I really liked the idea of. A dog wearing jewelry, which is what I wanted our logo to be. <laughs> That's kind of what your logo is now, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we started with the image first, I think. Good work At backwards. least that was my thinking. <laughs> I was just pro-name. I always think it's like better. Like when you say like, this is the incredible whatever, whatever your name is. That's always better to me than like, it's Mark, Kelly, and Andrew. Yeah. Like whenever you hear groups like that. So I was just like, you know what we need? A name. <laughs> Andrew is a terrible name. Yeah. yeah. Terrible, terrible name. So Designer Breeds is the two of you, correct? Yes. No. Yes. And so can you tell us about Designer Breeds? If you guys have a certain style of voice or if it's just, you know, what's Designer Breeds? Yeah, I mean, we we started almost a year ago um, just at small open mic stuff. Uh, and then we just recently put on our first hour show, which is a culmination of our personal favorite sketches that we've done. And I think most of our favorite sketches are just the, we're very quick writers. We don't write very long stuff. We like the really punchy stuff. Yeah. How many sketches were in your most recent show? 23. Over the course of how long? 60 minutes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the two of you. Just the two of us. Yeah. 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 So we do a show. Our, our, our show was like 10 sketches and all that? Uh, 13. 13, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, you guys. <laughs> 13, but nine actors. Um, yeah, so, yeah. a little bit different. Um, yeah. With designer breeds, do you both do equal amounts of writing? Does one write more? How does how does your creative process at designer breeds? I mean, I think it's about an even split. We do, we do most of the writing together. We, like, most of our favorite sketches have just come out of us hanging out and riffing out bits and then being like, oh, we should write this down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we should also make mention that we're dating. So yeah. we, we have a lot of time to rip We this. hang out a lot. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what makes it very much so easier. Uh, one of the nice things is just having a lot of time uh, where you're actually, where you're just doing it and just spending time with someone. There's a little, very little fat in terms of, like, we, we don't have to worry about scheduling or, like, yeah. uh, getting, yeah. like, when are we going to get together this month? It's like, okay, we're together most days <laughs> at this point. Because we're like, when are we going to get together? Yeah. And, that, and that's when the, the only I check the fucking schedule. <laughs> she, she won't unless I have a good sketch. And like, okay, yeah, we have a show coming up, so. No, it is helpful for scheduling in that, like, oh, I got to check with my ball and chain. 
We don't have that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. We so, are the I mean, ball you team. do, but um, <laughs> yeah, we do. We usually like riff out a little bit. Like I'll call or she'll call me and we'll just like be like, oh, isn't this funny? The, you know, whatever this is. And then riff it out for a bit and one of us will write it down. And that's roughly it. <laughs> In yeah. your personal lives, how much time do you think you are playing characters and how much time are you being yourselves? We've talked about like the percentage of our conversations <laughs> with each other that are actual human language. It's very, very fucking little. <laughs> yeah, I feel if someone walked in, it would be bad because all the time we'll do weird characters. Like it'll be like, Kelsey, in this home, we do not put the orange juice in the fridge. We do not put it. And we, I like my lukewarm. And if someone walked in, they'd just be like, what the hell is wrong with this man? <laughs> The, the people who don't do comedy, I'll call them normals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just the normals that. Yeah. Yeah. And so my wife is a normal. And, oh, well, my fiance is a normal. Fiance, yeah. <laughs> Who's your wife? Well, I, I, yeah. I know um, your fiance. <laughs> uh, but I, I just feel like um, there's that level of like, uh, so I'm obviously doing crazy shit all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, I have her to kind of ground me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you guys are just in a whole nother We're zenith. off in space. Just, there's yeah. no ground. <laughs> That's awesome. I could either, either be like amazing or just very, very dangerous. Like you just <laughs> like, how do you go to work and act normal if like your whole life is just like, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends at work. Uh, Every once in a while, I'll be like, I boss, I have the report. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, uh, oh, 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 it, boss, I uh, have the report. I have this a normal thing. <laughs> Male speaking uh, voice. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes I'll just like be like, like uh, I don't know, just like at work, and I'll just be like, kind of like riffing a character or something in my head. So I look like I'm talking to myself. You guys are just doing that all the time. Oh yeah, no, I had a sketch where I had to eat an onion, and I, <laughs> I had to like practice the faces because I, I wanted it to be one. very expressive. So I was literally sitting at my desk with me. <laughs> it was something I used to do every day in high school. Uh, after I got out of the shower, I would make faces until I made a new face. Until I saw a new face I hadn't made before. Wow. Uh, I do that every day in high school. That's to, like, dedication on, like, wow. to the craft. How do you face. know? Yeah, like you, you just start. To, it usually just starts to realize. Oh, that's a little bit different, or something like that. And you, I'm sure I did the same <laughs> face. I did it like hundreds of times. I'm sure I did the same face more than once. But. I like the idea of you like snapping a picture, or drawing a picture. Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. 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 You just like op- like open your walk-in closet. And just the, just the walls are just you making different faces. <laughs> Categorized eyebrow mostly. This yeah. was a mouth thing. <laughs> all right, let's get to the first sketch though, which uh, comes to us from you all. It's from Tim Robinson's episode of Netflix, The Characters. Uh, tell us about the sketch. Right. Well, The Characters was a really cool thing that Netflix did. They got together some up-and-coming sketch comedians who uh, might not already have a huge platform. And they basically said to them, we're going to give you a half hour and a bunch of money. Do whatever you want. So each of these episodes is a different artist basically getting to do whatever they want in the world of sketch comedy. And uh, one of those people is Tim Robinson, uh, who was a writer for SNL, did uh, some sketch comedy before that in uh, Chicago. He is on Comedy Central's The Detroiters Now but basically, he got his own half hour, and it is a, like, crisp apple perfect episode. Each sketch is so wonderful, and we really love this first one. It's just out of the gate for his episode. is awesome. Oh, well, here's a clip. All bets. Put it all on seven. Lady Luck. They call her Lady Luck. Blowing them down. 
When she kisses me, I'm in heaven. Snake eyes. <gasps> Snake eyes? Snake eyes? All right, Kelsey Allen, why did you bring us that sketch? I love it just because it's it's so such a simple idea. Just uh, this Rat Pack kind of guy uh, in the 1950s, I think Vegas casino world, super confident and cocky. And then you have that rise and then that fall. And I don't think like that fall was particularly surprising. Like I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, well, he's going to lose. That's yeah. like how how stories work. But it's still so surprising the way he just loses it. And he loses it so perfectly. It's just the perfect heightening up and then the perfect crescendo fall down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I think the one of the really beautiful things he does is he makes it the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra world to start out. But there's definitely some, like, Twilight Zone flaws. Like, uh, the coat check guy, he just says, keep my coat and hat. Like he just says, do that. And he says, like, old oh, two eyes himself. And yeah. so they're definitely these, like, you know it's a comedy sketch even before the reveal comes. And you know that, oh, there's something weird about this world. So you think, oh, it's just going to be, like, kind of an inflection of these stereotypes. But it's not that at all. When he loses it, it is just a complete meltdown. Like, the character just goes off the rails. It has nothing really to do with Frank Sinatra or the Rat Pack. So, so that inversion of, like, oh, it's going to be, like, He's going to make some snippy remark about being a misogynist, and then he's going to do all the Frank Sinatra, uh, you know, plays on that. But instead, it's just like, nope, this is something completely different. Like, it's a perfect kind of inversion of these these stereotypes. Yeah, I I love how they set up, like, he's the man's man. He's the man every man wants to be, and (laughs) and the man every woman wants. Every, yeah. everyone wants to be with and just that as, as soon as he loses once he's like oh god it, and it's it's so fu- it's so funny but also like it's also so real from like like, like if, if i just like bet yeah uh so this guy i work with he always like says he gambles a, uh, a bunch or whatever and i'm just like man if i lost a hundred dollars i would lose my fucking mind yeah <laughs> yeah and so like so to me that's that, that, that that's that's what i think of yeah. I get it. I, I I really enjoy gambling, and it's really good that I don't <laughs> live near somewhere that I could gamble regularly um, because it's definitely something like, I like. A, oh, this is probably a problem for me, and I, I just don't, an and I this. just don't. Um, I'm just glad I don't engage in that. Andy, I'll take you to the MGM. Come on. <laughs> I think the only way to face this down is to this do a bunch is of things. double is to <laughs> double down. down. Yeah. I just feel like I've seen this guy before, and this is the exact reality, like the the— the path where it's like, oh, he's acting a little belligerent. He's like probably a little bit drunk and he's probably been doing cocaine. And then the, the like flip switches and he goes from like famous cool guy to like insane person trying to suck his dick in a bathroom. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I've is dated that, that person. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you're like, wow. oh my God, this is no longer like a cool thing. <laughs> so we've kind of been talking about it a little bit here, but let's do it like a, let's dive into it. How does the setting, the both the establishing shot and then kind of when we see the inside of the casino, how does that set up our expectations immediately? Alan? Yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think what's great about it is it has a very, very specific cultural resonance. Everyone knows the stereotype. I mean, my dentist has a whole rat pack, <laughs> like, 
wall of Rat Pack <laughs> items in his dentistry office, which is very Your funny. dentist, like a New York diner? Are they all I mean, he's, a, he's a very sad man, so... <laughs> Sorry, Alan's dentist. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Dr. Blechner, forgive me. Um, But, like, we, even now, even though it happened in the 1950s and 60s, we have a very specific sense of what this is and all the uh, accoutrement that goes with this. You know, the the tuxedo, the hair, um, what style of guy this is. So I think that sets up a very, very strong stereotype in our heads for that to be inverted. So definitely, I mean, I think it's, crucial to the whole sketch, um, yeah. uh, something that resonates so much so. Because we really have to have a sense of the rules of the world and what's going to go on in this before we can break them. I also think that, like, they put so much into making it look so glitz and glamour. Yeah. Like, yeah. all the costuming and all the hair. And then, it sh- it's, then it's shot in, like, a wide angle. Like, mm. so extra luxurious. And they went full, like, full commitment to that. So that when that's undermined by him losing it, there was even more at stakes. And I think that's like what's so cool about the characters is that like, yeah, they just gave them the budget to do that. Because I don't think this would have worked if it was just him and his buddies in Chicago. They wouldn't have had the means. And it's these means that really sell it. Yeah, that was one of the notes I made was just production value. Yeah. I was like so impressed for like just a small sketch. It would be that much of detail. Right. But I think it matters. Like that's what fleshed out the world so that when he falls, it's even funnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it really sets it really sets up the fact that he's the one that's out of place, which is funny. Yeah. Like, like, like that's like he's he's the fish out of water in this sketch. That's what adds to the funny for me. What one of the things that I, I found so interesting about this sketch is the way it builds over that first minute and a half or so, because I wasn't exactly sure where it was going. Part of me thought oh, is this just going to be, like, is he just going to do a bunch of these increasingly ridiculous, like, Rat Pack cool mm-hmm. guy interactions? Or is something else going to, is the turn coming? Right. Um, and I didn't know how it was going to be, how how it was going to be executed, but I did love the tension that was built. And Kelsey, mm-hmm. as a writer, how do you write in that tension? How do you create that tension on the page? I see that first half as a form of heightening in itself. Like, yeah, yeah. and. You're, yeah, like the smaller jokes becoming more obvious, bigger jokes, uh, and that's that's just a form of heightening. And when you're heightening, you know you're gonna get to uh, I'm forgetting the plot point word of it, the the climax. climax. Yeah, you know you're getting to some climax, and some you know free tags ti- triangle right there. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, uh, Miss Faye, eighth grade English. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of shout outs to <laughs> random people in our lives this episode. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, yeah, so you you know that by heightening, you're getting to a point, and that point, you know, just from basic storytelling, means there's going to be a fall. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's it's like it's basically two two sketches, like two separate sketches, where like mm-hmm. he's uh, he's heightening the 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 rack pack element, and then all of a sudden you're just like, it's like a such a shock, like you're just like whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's so a that, close up and <laughs> yeah, 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 and so like when he absolutely loses it, that's so funny because be, for that exact reason, because like because they're they're heightening the Rat Pack element, and then just that turn really is it's, it's a really a gut punch. Yeah, Layla, when you are acting and you know that it is something where you have to create tension or tension needs to build a little bit. Is there anything that you as an actor do to help build that tension or is that more just kind of feeling out the scene? Are there specific choices that you make that can help build tension? 
I mean, for me, it's like ex small expressions or like how do you use your face or your eyes or your tension to kind of like allude to something that's about to happen. So I think it's it's like a subtle growth and like small things becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. So like- in Sounds this, like cancer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small growth. And then, you know, <laughs> sad things happen. But anyway, so- so much better about cancer now. Yeah. <laughs> Cancer's just cells that forgot how to die. Aww. Yeah. Your doctor's just like, you know, sketch comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it all makes sense. Personal level. <laughs> Have you ever seen Sammy Paradise? <laughs> but I feel like in this sketch, there's like, he's got like the head whip and he's kind of like doing this like bouncing thing. And then I don't remember what part it is exactly, but I have a note that says like witch hunt, where I feel like he just kind of like whips his head at the woman for some reason. And I can't remember if it's like to blow on the dice or like there's like one part no, where I'm yeah, like, wow, it's, it's like when, uh, it yeah. got tense all of a sudden. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's when he's um, <laughs> he's asking the guy like, hey, you were eyeing my woman up earlier. Oh, she's spoken for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like this it's like small aggression that comes out. And I was like, oh, like what was that? And yeah. I didn't know how it was going to, like how, what the. The flip, how the script is going to flip after that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was definitely like this subtle change in like possession and like anger. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So, what I really loved about it is the way it was shot too. Cause like, just like, uh, we, we, we basically see him on a journey. When he starts, he's walking up. Mm -hmm. And then when, he's, when he has that change, he starts walking backwards and dealing mm -hmm. with the same people that he, uh, he, he just dealt with. So, like, yeah, when he's like, hey, moment spoken for, the next second he's like, hey, thousand dollars a night you can do whatever you want <laughs> yeah they, yeah yeah like, also, so it's, it's seeing that journey like that that, that for, for me that's like that, that that's the the way it's shot is uh mm -hmm. is really smart mm -hmm. and there's a like literally way it's shot when he rolls a snake eye it goes from like the wide angle mm -hmm. to like under the table or not under yeah. the table, but, like in the table and he's like bent over and he's got yeah. this sort of <laughs> demonic look, look. Face, yeah. yeah why do you guys think tim robinson didn't work out on snl because his episode of the characters is great. This yeah. sketch is great, but didn't really work out on SNL. Why do you think that is? So Tim Robinson is actually one of my favorite comedians. Uh, Cook County Social Club. Improv What's is, Cook County Social Club? So uh, that, that's, that's his uh, improv okay. group in Chicago. Uh, they were like, like I, I can't say, like I, I, improv is okay for me, but like I just think like, <laughs> it's like yeah, lukewarm. but like when you watch Cook County Social Club, so when, when, when I saw Tim Robinson with them too, it was like unbelievable. Like they were so good. And so like see him transition to SNL, I was super excited. I was like, oh shit, Tim, Tim Robbins is on SNL now. Um, the problem is, is that like he didn't like, it's a weird thing with SNL. Like the audience just don't like, either they get on board with you or they don't, mm -hmm. you know? Like um, what's his name who just, uh, he just left like two seasons ago, I think, or maybe last season. Um, he's been on for like 10 years or something like that. Aaron oh. Cohen. Oh. Yeah. Taryn Killam. Well, well no, that was no. a different thing. Yeah, no. He, oh. he kind of, he was mostly fired. Oh. Really? Yeah, for like putting that. other stuff before SNL. Oh. oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wanted to direct. He wanted to stuff. do movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but um, no, was, um, I'm thinking of, um, he's like a heavier guy. Wasting a lot oh, of Bobby time. Oh, Bobby Moynihan? <laughs> Bobby Moynihan, he's still on the show. Bobby Moynihan, yeah. No, Boy, he's yeah, still Bobby on the show. No, no, no. Oh, no, he's not yet. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, like just for whatever reason, he would just like, so like I see him and- uh, Tim Robinson is kind of the same kind of slot on SNL. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, um, but for whatever reason, Bobby Moynihan was able to just keep like, like they just like get get stage time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think but, also like 
Not that I would call Tim Robinson alt. I don't think it's very alt. Like, all this stuff is pretty classic sketch, like, structure-wise. Yeah. But I think it is just, like, a smidge too weird. Like, mm. a little bit too weird for, like, mainstream SNL where we're doing, like, political sketches and, like, game, yeah. sco- game show sketches. This is just a shade too weird for that. Yeah. Which is why I love it, but I think that I, I that think, might be why I think, it didn't S- quite I think Esno recognized that too because yeah. they they did keep him on as a writer for like three years or something like that. Yeah. Was he brought on when they brought on the five white men cast members and that created all that controversy? Was he one of those five guys? <laughs> no, that was after him. Was that after that was after him? I couldn't remember if that was if that was part of it. Alan, to go back to the sketch and the logistics of it. You mentioned it before, but can you talk about how those little jokes kind of really add to the world and the humor of the sketch? Those little comments like, old two eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that uh, when we're watching a sketch, we need to understand what's going on and what the rules are um, because the rules can be anything. Um, you know, you could say that like, oh, everyone in the world has four heads and that's not going to make you laugh. But if if it started out one way and then it switched to that, it's going, that could create tension and humor. But so we're trying to understand what are the rules and what is allowed to happen and not allowed to happen in this world. And so we start with a very nice setting. We have like, it looks like a casino. uh, And then it moves toward uh, being a little weird and being like old two eyes and some of his mannerisms and the way he sings. He's a really not that great singer. (laughs) Bad singer. Uh, And so, so we kind of are getting a sense of the world of like, even though he's kind of a bad singer, even though he's doing all these weird things, people still like him. So that's still all allowed. This is all allowed in the world. And we're starting to understand that like, okay, this is a world where this kind of weird caricature of uh, Frank Sinatra can be considered really cool and interesting. Okay, now what's going to happen? Um, so even if his nickname is Old Two Eyes, that's still okay, even though that's ridiculous. Even, he can just hand people $1,000 bills. He can just hand people his clothes off his back. You know, he says like, ring-a-ding-dong. Like it's, it's just really awful singing. But everyone's still just infatuated with him. Everyone thinks he's like the man. So that really sets up, okay, this is the world. These are the rules. Then, you know, sets us up for the reveal of like, okay, we're going to shift all this and change. Uh, and it's now going to be revealed that this guy is, follows none of those rules or stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not even, it's not like he's having a breakdown as Frank Sinatra. Like you could imagine a Frank Sinatra character having a breakdown, right, talking about yeah. the mafia, talking about other stereotypes of... Um, Talking about your dentist. Of Vegas, yes. <laughs> Hanging out with my dentist, Dr. Blackner. Um, but none of that happens. None of all the rules are broken. He's not talking about the mob. He's not talking about gambling debts. Uh, he, I guess he talks a little bit, but he's mostly changing his voice. He has like kind of a British accent as t- at times. He kind of <laughs> has weird that, yeah. a- So he just, he's thrown everything out the window. And we've just seen like the, mo- the lowest of the low in the world of, of the 1950s Vegas, which is, a great setup and then breaking of those rules. What I love about Tim Robinson is like um, when he was writing for SNL, I would always kind of like pick out sketches that he might have written. Because uh, like whenever you write something, it's always like the most important moment in these characters' lives. Like so like uh, and, and, and Sean uh, Westfall, actually, when I was taking class with him, he would always say like, you know, when you're on stage, these are the most important moments. In We're, we're watching the most important moment in this character's life. Sean Westfall, a previous guest on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but like, and, and so I, I really get a sense of that. So like, so like um, whenever 
we're uh, watching stuff from Tim Robinson. Like, yeah, this like this moment is like really, really, really hits bottom. And now we have a question for you, the audience. What was the moment that Sammy was at his most desperate in this sketch? Respond to this question or with any of your other thoughts on the episode on social media using the hashtag SketchNerds. This podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe, Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Visit badmedicinecomedy.com for info about live shows, workshops, and t-shirts for people who love comedy. Introducing our second sketch today, it's Layla. Hi. Juice Mania was aired on Living Color in October of 1992. David Allen Greer plays an infomercial host, and Jim Carrey plays Jay Cordich, who is a motivational speaker um, and a health nut who uses an electric juicer to make juice out of unlikely sources like soil and undershorts. And here's a clip. That's how much organic matter you need every day. Now you could eat it in that form, but sooner or later you're gonna get tired of wiping your butt. (laughs) Another problem is fruit. How do you get at it? Look, what do I do with it? You need to be a NASA scientist to get inside that thing. Have you ever tried to drink a raw carrot, Gordy? It can't be done. Wow, I get it. Now that's where the juice weasel comes in. The juice weasel separates the fiber from the juice, saving only the most essential elements. All right, uh, Layla, uh, can you tell us why you brought us a sketch today? So I like Jim Carrey. Um, His body is like a rubber band, and he's got a really great face that moves around all over the place. So I was just kind of perusing through some of my favorites, and I think this one won overall because of the eyebrows that he wears. Um, And its I had never seen Jay Cordish for real, so I watched a couple of his actual videos. And it's a pretty— He's playing a real person? Yeah, it's a real person. Um, It's a pretty close impression. I mean, it's over the top, but like in terms of— the feverish eyebrows and like the body language and like the strong whisper. Have you guys ever watched um, this other video called Farting Preacher? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's a, like a legitimate preacher, but it became like famous because it dubbed fart noises over it. But in the 90s, like, it's Dude. just like the highest yeah, right. comedy. <laughs> why, why, why are we even doing comedy? <laughs> it, was, it still gets me. I watched it last night. Um, but anyway, it's this personality that's like, old guy, white hair, who kind of like has this really intense stare <laughs> and looks deeply at the audience who is sitting in their living room. And it's, I don't know, it's just a really fun sketch. Do you think Jim Carrey uses his body better than any other comedian? Maybe if we say like Jim Carrey circa the 90s, That's but like, is there a question? Co- yeah, I'm like, what does <laughs> no, it mean no, I mean to like- use it better? <laughs> <laughs> does Jim Carrey do physical comedy better than any other comedian? Is like, is, is he the pinnacle of that? Because, like, after I watched the sketch, I was like, maybe. I'm going to ask other people. I think uh, he's one of them. I mean, Chris Farley was also, like, yeah. huge. I don't know. He just he has, was like, a huge. Way that was part of the problem. <laughs> well, he has a different uh, way of throwing his weight around, but it still is hilarious. Uh-huh. And the energy that he brings to it. I think really like since you lost weight, you're just like weight shaming. No, people. I'm not. I, I mean, I was I was doing it the same to myself before. John Candy, Bobby <laughs> Moynihan. But also, like, um, like Those I was watching. Are dead. Wait, <laughs> I was watching a bunch of Kristen Wiig sketches, and she does the same thing where it's like not as big, but like the control she has over just like 
her like cheek muscles, you can't see, I'm pointing at my face, yeah. and her eyebrow and her like hips, you know, she's like kind of robotic. So best, no. He's very unique though, Jim Carrey. He's very unique. I, mm -hmm. I, I would love to see him doing, I would love to see like Jim Carrey do a sketch show now. Ooh. Like Ooh. I think it would now be that he's crazy. Yeah, now that he's insane. <laughs> well, <awesome. laughs> no, no, that'd be amazing. Actually. Don't mental health <laughs> yeah. shame. Uh, <laughs> it would be too real. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I just I just I I miss seeing him do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone better at the rubber face though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there are definitely people who use their bodies in different ways, but just in terms of like just what his face can do and like because his physicality isn't like it's like absurd. It's yeah. not like I think other people use it in subtler ways, but like he's just so overtly like his final position where he jumps out the window. I mean, yeah. he literally looks like the Family Guy fall position. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever someone falls in Family Guy, yeah, there's this yeah. weird thing where their arms are, or arm is Underneath. over their back yeah, and their yeah, legs yeah, are yeah. crossed. Or like, and he like does that perfectly in real life. And I'm like, you know, very few people use it like that. His face impresses me because I've tried to hold a crazy face while I'm doing a voice for like oh, while you're doing a voice. five yeah. minutes. Yeah. And I, like it starts to twitch and change and like melt back to like regular human face. Yeah. So the, the his ability to hold like that kind of expression <laughs> for that long. Or like um, the one that I tried doing was uh, with the, the fire marshal, fire marshal bill. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like I can get pretty close, but like holding it for like six minutes. And still like speaking clearly oh, yeah. and like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's real. I wonder if that comes from his skill as an impressionist. Because that was like, isn't that how he like got his start? He was doing um, impressions in Toronto comedy clubs. I think that was. I'm not totally sure. I know he's doing stand-up for like 20 years. I think that was how he got his start, but it's not super we'll important at this that. point. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Julian, how does the costuming create the world of this sketch? The uh, the, the whole thing about uh, this character is that it physically fits. Like having like the windbreaker and the, the, the um, swishy pants and stuff like that. It's just like, it, it, it just adds to the fact that like this guy is going to live forever. <laughs> and, and in the beginning of the sketch, you don't really get that. But like by the end of the sketch, you realize that like literally his like like everything about him is just he's gonna live forever <laughs> because of juicing. <laughs> like when he like um, asks the audience member to come up, I think it was Marlon Wayans, and he like beats him up immediately. Like it was just like, like he's always ready for anything. Yeah, yeah. That's I think I think it was, is that why women wear leggings. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. You have to be They're prepared to run away in every situation. <laughs> be, yeah. yeah, just be prepared to run away. <laughs> All my dresses are just pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a weird band name. All my dresses are pants. <laughs> um, Kelsey, should there have been a third juice? A third juice, like a physical juice? Yeah, because we have two juices. You have the undershorts juice. You have the juice <laughs> of all the random the random stuff already. Um, that well, he does have the third juice that he pours on him at the end. Into his joints. <sighs> there you go. There's the third heat. <laughs> Damn it. But I, I wouldn't even them? call, like, I don't think of those juices <laughs> together, so I understand why you forgot. Well, my thought was more like, should there be a more, like, ridiculous juice? Because we don't know what that juice is, right? That last one? Lifeblood. Yeah. <laughs> well, like if they'd made the lifeblood before mm -hmm. he jumped out the windows, I, yeah. I guess I just was, I thought it just seemed like there was a little bit missing in terms of that traditional structure. I mean, that sketch was almost seven, I think it was over six, six minutes, minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a so long sketch. I don't sketch. know if they had time to make a third juice. That's what I was wondering, actually. Like it, it does, it does feel long. Even when you're watching it, you feel, it does feel long. Mm -hmm. uh, so like, could it have been cut a little bit more? Because like, I feel like once he was like, um, 
when he's talking about talking about people, it sounds he's, he's, he's talking about people. And it's like, I just wish I could juice them. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's like the that's that's the heightening to the like yeah, yeah to that, murder yeah <laughs> like you've heightened far enough and then like after that it's like everything else is kind of just I just I was watching and it felt like they didn't know how to end it oh, but yeah. then also they kind of they they are on board with his crazy and then all of a sudden he's like do you notice anything different. I'm invisible. And then it's like, why are they still pretending like this is real? And then that's when I started watching the real guy. And I was like, well, how did he die? Like, maybe it was like some crazy accident. <laughs> no, he's, he lied. He died like last year. But um, <laughs> so anyway, he, they keep going with it and going with it and going with it. And he starts like, flying around and then jumps out the window. And I was like, I, are they just struggling to like figure out? Like, and with Jim yeah. Carrey, like if he's already at a 10, how do you? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but also like David on Grill is like, uh, this is a part of the script. What are you doing? And then it turns out it is part of the script. <laughs> because they at, at the end they're well, like yeah yeah, the, yeah 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 so like what's cool is that like this and I I I, I haven't seen the actual guy that that this uh, this character is based on but like is that how this his show is it's just like he's just constantly fucking like going on for <laughs> going on for like he goes on for a long time and then he does like the I watch one where he's like what you want to do is take this cantaloupe it's a juicy cantaloupe. <laughs> and then he's like, you have to put it in with the skin to get the whole food value. So he like puts like entire fruits in with oh. like like rind. And he's like, normally if you put it in, it'd be orange. But if you put the skin in, it's brown. <laughs> and he like presses it in. So he is like weird and crazy. But he doesn't like jump out of a window or threaten anybody. At least not from the videos that I watch. <laughs> One of the, sorry, Alan. Oh, no, no. I just thought like some of the beats didn't quite flow perfectly. Yes, mm -hmm. I would agree. Like, it's definitely, I view it as a vehicle for Jim Carrey mm -hmm. uh, to be Jim Carrey. Um, I mean, he just contradicts himself a bunch, uh, and they set up, they don't, they just throw out rules of the universe and then kind of break them, like, very, without setting them up a ton, like saying we're off script and then we're on script. That's not a huge joke, and unless you're really paying attention, you're not going to get it. So it's like, why'd you do that? Or, like, the soil is really what we're juicing, but we're not really juicing the soil. Uh, we're juicing it's the the ju the fact that it is in a juice form is what matters because even the underwear is healthy, but that's not really it. Uh, the trash <laughs> is healthy for you, but it, then it's not really the trash. So they break their own rules a bunch, and they don't heighten as clearly as they could. And that's not a problem because I do love Jim Carrey so much and and what he does in this sketch. But uh, from a like more technical joke perspective, it, I thought it was a little funky. On that, I think one of the things that I that I didn't like in this sketch is when it went is when it does the invisible bit, because it goes from him being kind of weird to mm -hmm. him being crazy and uncoupled from the world. I didn't dislike that. I did dislike the host's reaction to that mm -hmm. because the host played it like, "Oh no, I'm realizing this guy's insane. I gotta patronize him." But we never built to that in the host. Like, the host was on board with all the crazy stuff until now, and now he's patronizing, and then later he's concerned. I didn't track the development of the host very well. Not that we needed a really strong host character who was super deep and dynamic, but if you're going to give this sort of important role to this other character, that needs to make logical sense, too. Yeah. And when Why I went, does he even need to be there, right. too? This I don't could know. be an infomercial with and, one person. Right, he and, could have just been a pure straight man, but they didn't. And then they didn't do it that great. Yeah. So like the when when you do like it's basically like a talk show sketch, mm -hmm. 
the host represents the show, which represents the world. So like the host has the worldview of most, like, 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 like I, I, either it's like um, the, the show's weird or the person's weird. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the character's weird. Like, you know, so David Allen Greer represents us, the audience and the world. Uh, but like you said, we have no idea what the world, what the rules of the world are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's funny is that like Jim Carrey just gets to go off I feel like they just were just like kind of just focusing on that. Yeah, because they set up the show as being crazy at first. Like, the, yeah. are you as excited as I am mm-hmm. being paid to be here? And then the whole audience is, we're, we're being, being paid, paid too. too. Yeah. Which I laughed out loud at. Yeah. yeah. So I thought this was going to be a crazy show. I didn't realize it was going to be a crazy show and a crazy character, but then the show gets normal. So that just didn't totally track for me. Yeah. I did enjoy the like poop jokes. See this pile of fruit? You never get through it because you get tired of wiping your butt. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, I am tired of wiping my butt. <laughs> That's one thing that, that really made me laugh because, like, when I watch the sketch, I, I immediately see Layla. Like, <laughs> so like, I want to know, like, 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 is like, so like Jim Carrey is like your, is he your favorite comedian or? No, well, it's, I think I grew up watching the Ace Ventura movies. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably like an early influence, like eight years old. I was like, I think this is funny. My brother's <laughs> watching it. And then I just started copying it. Uh, but, yeah. See, I, I, I literally just like every, like every character you play, I'm like, that's Layla right there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll also Well, every character she plays, that would make sense that you would look and go, that's Layla. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think uh, it's so funny because I'm a very premise-based sure. writer, and I, I like the sketch a lot. I just don't think I would ever like it. Was it's so key Jim Carrey's role on the in these sketches, like Fire Marshal Bill. Bill. Mm-hmm. It, it just wouldn't work uh, without him. You know that level of expressiveness. If you just had more of a like straight man, so like these sketches are so visually entertaining, um, but like the special brand of of performance that Jim Carrey brings is, is so key to all of these. Now, when you guys, designer breeds, are writing a sketch and there's one character that's more of a straight man or one character that's more of a crazy character, do you feel, do you find that you have like roles that you slide into? One of you normally plays the straight man, one of you normally plays the character, or do you alternate? Is it based on the sketch? How do you, how do you approach that? I, I'm not sure. It normally just sort of falls kind of even. And I think even when you're playing a straight man, I don't think of that as a boring part either. Oh, no. Not yeah. Boring. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of laughs to be had in a straight man. So I, yeah, like if you're just having honest reactions, that's, I think, just as meaty. And I think we both enjoy playing both roles. Are you both prim- uh, premise writers? Okay. Yeah, oh, I would okay. say yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. have some... We we tried writing one character sketch once where I was trying to like embody Melissa McCarthy and it just ate shit. It was so so flat. So I, we're gonna I have stick a character. To you should have juiced it. <laughs> should have juiced it. Yeah. I've written a character monologue for myself. So uh, I am the weaker uh, link here. That's yeah, for sure. So, but oh yeah, I mean, I've don't say that about yourself. Healthy, but we just weren't gonna say it. Just in a room full of men. It. We're all thinking it. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think our our writing is very premise, so it's not like we view it as like one person gets to play the fun. Mm. Yeah, I view it as more of like we one of them's getting out the weird more, but it's almost more fun to play the straight man because they're going to get a lot more of the laughs because we're not as physical as like a Jim Carrey or anything. 
And so the reactions and the world reacting to the weird uh, is just as meaty. All right, it's time for our final thoughts, end of the show segment. Kelsey and Alan, designer breeds, as the guests, can you come up with a uh, rating system for how we rate these sketches today? Sure. So the ending of Sammy Paradise, uh, he leaves in shame. Uh, his last ditch effort to get any money is to invite everyone to see him suck his own dick in the bathroom. Dope. Uh, and the last line is, oh, I touched it. <laughs> so we're going to rate these sketches based on how many inches away you are from sucking your own dick. And so is do I want to be closer or further away? You want I to imagine. be closer. Okay. That's, That's ideal. Yes. So remember, it's about the sketch, not a personal yeah. <laughs> There's no way you didn't think of, you've never thought about sucking your own dick. <laughs> I, I probably have, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, I, you know, closer is better, right? The sketch, again, not personal. <laughs> <laughs> not judging you. Judging uh, sketch. Well, uh, Layla, let's start with you. How many, on uh, Semi Paradise, how many um, inches are you away from sucking your own paradise penis? I guess I need to know the range a little bit here. So let's, um, for a really inflexible person, what would that be, like 20 inches maybe? That would be like furthest away? So I'd say I'm like eight inches. It's a solid sketch. Okay. All right. Alan? Yeah, I really liked it. So it, it's not perfect, but I would give it like five inches away from sucking its own dick. All right. Julian? Well, my dick is five inches. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> So doing the calculations. So I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to reach really far to rate this sketch <laughs> because I love Tim Robinson. I love this whole episode. So I'm going to go, I'm going I'm to be like, I'm so close that I can eat my own asshole. <laughs> wow. So you've moved past the dick. <laughs> you past or are you dick. bending back? <laughs> oh, if I'm bending backwards and sucking my own dick, holy shit. <laughs> you got your own show, buddy. <laughs> Uh, I would give it, um, I think I'd give it like Alan. I think I'd give it five. That was the the number that came to mind for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And Kelsey? My lips are on my dick. Like, mm. this is giving me everything I want. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I watched it like- Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my mom's very proud. Uh, yeah, I watched, the, <laughs> I've watched this sketch like 30 times in the last week. And it gets me every time. All the little lines are so hilarious. The reactions are still so yeah. perfect yeah. after a million viewings. So my lips are around that girth and mm. I'm enjoying it. Cool. Cubes in your teeth. Yep. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about um, the second sketch, the uh, the Juice Weasel sketch. I don't think we mentioned that. The juicer is called the Juice Weasel, the juice, right? The old Juice Weasel. The old Juice Weasel. Julian, how close to sucking your own penis would you give the juice weasel? Wow. I don't know. I feel like Jim Carrey's performance. Don't look away. <laughs> Julian, stop Jim taking your pants off. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jim Carrey's performance is so amazing. Uh, it, just uh, the way they, the way he builds the character. Like, I, I, I can tell, like, if I wrote that sketch, it be um, wouldn't be as good because, like, I'd I'm thinking about it from a writer's perspective, not an actor's perspective. And so I'm going to suck my own dick, but also like just like reach around and suck another dick. <laughs> the old two dicks. Yeah. <laughs> just like if there were, if I can just reach back and suck two dicks, I probably, I might do that. You're reaching your mouth around? like. <laughs> you guys picked it. I'm just. 
I'm, I'm living in that it. reality. <laughs> I'm living in that reality. So Breaking if there rules. are dicks, I'm going to suck them. All right? Cool. Oh, I wish we could end the show right there. <laughs> more to do. Kelsey, how, uh, how close can you get? I'm probably about a foot away. A like foot 12 away. inches. All right. Because yeah, Jim Carrey is is killing it. Like it's a it's a great Jim Carrey performance, but I don't feel like the rest of the infrastructure is there. Uh, it wouldn't be anything without Jim Carrey. Yeah, same line of thought. Uh, I'm like ten inches away. I really love Jim Carrey's performance. I don't think there are many people even similar. So uh, just getting a throwback sketch and watching it was great. But you know, uh, he's great in a lot of stuff. So I don't think this broke the the ceiling of what he's capable of. Yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd give it like eight inches, I think, because I liked the character, but I didn't think the premise was executed You'd give well. it eight inches of dick or? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Layla? So you guys really brought the energy down and popped my bubble. So I'm going to bring the energy. Bring it back. back. Bring it back. I'm, gonna, I'm sucking my own dick on yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, I thought it was fun. I I leave this sketch feeling energized and like I want to walk around like a bird and that is a good sketch. <laughs> Don't yeah. you us- I feel like you usually feel like you'd like to walk around like a bird. I do usually. Yeah. That's fair. In public though. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, oh okay. Out. All right. Not squawking around the home. Always in the home. <laughs> it's a constant state. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sketch Nerds. Thank you to our guests, Alan Engel and Kelsey Sweeney of Designer Breeds. Guys, where can we find you on the internet? You can find us on Facebook. We are Designer Breeds Sketch Comedy on Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel where you can see all of our videos and stuff. Uh, And then if you want to follow me personally, I'm at K underscore Sweens on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, fuck Alan. <laughs> Alan, do you want End people to follow show. you personally? <laughs> I want physically, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I'm at uh, Alan Engle, A L L Y N E N G L E. That's good. S- straightforward. It's like um, mine is uh, I am Andy Weld. <laughs> yeah. No, it's also like just whatever platform you can find me. <laughs> I just crave human contact. <laughs> Please. Listeners, please like, share, and subscribe. If you have a sketch you are interested in us breaking down, uh, please send it to us. We'd love to do that. You can find out more about Sketch Nerds and Bad Medicine at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds, where you can also find links to the sketches that we discussed today. You can find this podcast and previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Kelsey and Alan of Designer Breeds, Layla Dreesey, Julian Morgan, I'm Andy Weld. Thanks for listening to Sketch Nerds. This episode was produced by Isaiah Hedden and recorded in Washington, D.C. The closing music tracks were provided by SoundtrackForEverything.com. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, D.C.'s best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit BadMedicineComedy.com. 